Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women. I am so excited that you are with us. It's Wednesday, so it is another new episode. We are so lucky to have with us today, uh, Tiffany Blackman, and many of you may know her from my so-called fabulous. Tiffany is a dynamic woman. She wears many hats. She is a nationally recognized chef, podcast host of my so-called fabulous. She's an influencer, a cookbook author, a mother, a wife, a daughter, a friend, and so many more things to so many people. And she has been lovingly referred to as the mother of the people, which I absolutely love after having met uh, Tiffany and had the pleasure of being on your podcast. Um, I can totally see how that title, that crown suits you. Well, I appreciate you having me on and it's, I loved having you and want to have you back for sure, but thank you so much. And when you, when you talk about my resume, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. I mean, in 57 (laughs) years, my goodness, that's a lot. That's a lot. But yes, it's, uh, it's been a great journey and it's continuing to be a fabulous journey. Well, so what I love about you, Tiffany, is that you really shine in so many ways, but you are uh, boldly living authentically. You're not afraid to share your trials, your struggles, and the way that you've pivoted in life. So, I mean, learning about how you've been a chef and I mean, you've just done so many things. And here when people are saying, oh, you should probably retire, you're like, I've got so much more to give. I'm here for it. Yes, I'm not finished. My husband, Greg, He always wants to stay below the radar and we just don't stay below the radar, of course, anymore. But Greg sold his company in 2019 and Greg is my third marriage. I think it's three. Yeah, my third marriage. And, you know, you get it right. You finally get it right. But Greg and I, he retired, sold his company in 2019 and COVID hit. And I started my business, gosh, podcast in 2020, the influencing business in 2019. And I am busier than ever. I have been such a fabulous worker through every career I've had, um, from author to chef, everything I've done, presenter, television, radio, but I've never worked harder in my entire life. And I know you and I have a parallel because you have your own business. And, and we were talking before your show about how difficult it is having your own business because you're busted and you're like, okay, am I doing things right? And I think you, I've told you before, I have learned more from my mistakes than I have my success. And that's, that's my big mantra. Yeah. I think you have to be willing to fall forward. You have to be willing to walk into the fear and do it anyways, and know that you may fall flat on your face and it's all (laughs) going to be okay. Pick yourself up girls. (laughs) Well, I love that you just put out there, you're 56 or 57 now. Did you have? You I have just turned 57. 57. I did Happy in January. Birthday. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you are living a fabulous postmenopausal life. And I love well, that you're just yeah. open about that. It means so much to women to see our shared lived experiences and what is possible in life. And if I am any bit as fabulous at you at 57, I would be so honored. So honored. Thank you. So if you're ever in Neiman Marcus, you also might run into Tiffany, who's just doing something fabulous there, drying on clothes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was exciting. We brought on Neiman Marcus in a podcast out of studio a couple of weeks ago. 
And it was just fabulous. It just, you know, it just makes my heart so happy. Your little milestones is little hurdles, you know? Yeah. yeah. So as you have pivoted throughout your life and you reflect back, one of the things that I saw that we had kind of parallel is that we each had a starter marriage. Yeah. So I gave me. So let, let's talk about that a little bit, because I know that you've learned a lot through your experiences and you definitely hit the jackpot this time around, right? Just with a, a healthy, oh. happy marriage partnership. I just, I, I actually love the term partner instead of husband, because I feel like um, it really is a partnership. It truly is. And I want a partner in crime. I don't want a boss. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And I agree with you. You know, I feel like Married for the right reason this time. I don't know if, would you, do you want me to go through my, sure, <laughs> my resume? I'm happy to. Yeah. I mean, as much as you want to share, I yeah, think that it helps. Uh, yes, it does. And the, I, I want to help so many young women and men and men. I, I say women and people, you know, we empower women. We've been doing that the entire month, but you know, I, I want to help. And I, forgive me, I get a bit emotional about this because I have a 22 year old, but daughter, but you know, you make sure that you're not marrying because the clock's ticking. Make sure that you're not marrying because everyone around you is getting married. Don't just fall into that. I've dated someone for four years. I mean, you kind of know. I think you know after the first year. Maybe that's just me. But yes, I was in college and met a man. And I was. I grew up in the time, and I said this recently with the gals from Chic of Every Age, one of the women that Kathy Williams and I were talking about, we were talking about when we went to college, I think it was almost like we're going to get our MRS degree, which is BS. I just, it makes me nauseous to think about that. Um, but that was that kind of- to some of our millennials. Okay. They were not familiar. So it's, uh, when you go to college, you're going to meet a man and get married because you're not going to be able to survive on your own. I mean, what are you going to be? A secretary or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you going to do? So, or, or, or a nurse. So I think that was that expectations. My parents never said that, but I think that was the the general culture of women right. during my time. I graduated uh, TCU in 87. So I just feel like that was, we're all looking for a man, have to be a man. And I'm so proud of my daughter because she does not have to have a boyfriend. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But anyway, I was in college. To feel whole and complete. Yes. Right. You don't exactly. have to be partnered to be whole. Yeah. No, exactly. So I um, started dating someone because I thought he was financially stable. He could provide a great one. Actually, he presented himself as incredibly financially stable. And right um, on paper. Oh, yeah. But he did show me quite a bit that that was not true. And so I don't know, you're, you're a doctor, you can pretty much lay, you can label, but I, I, I do have a label for him. But anyway, I can't say that on your podcast, but we dated and I can tell you everything, every sign, every flag was there and I went through with it and it was abusive mentally, physically, emotionally, financial liar, cheat, felon. And he ended up murdering someone. And so, and I thank God I wasn't brought down with him. So we went through trial. We went through, we, he went to up to the point of trial. I divorced him before it went to trial. And because, are you kidding me? Right. So, um, <laughs> we all have our breaking point. <laughs> yes, we do. 
But, you know, and I won't, talk, I won't get into depth about it, but my point sure. is I got out of that. I lost a child in, during pregnancy. For You can imagine the reason. I almost lost financial security in my life, almost. I, and I divorced him and it, I haven't seen him since and I don't, and I don't know where he is. He was in prison for a while in and out. I have no idea. I don't care. But my point is people aren't always what they appear to be. And there's emotionally disturbed people that can ruin your life. And my life was not ruined. In fact, at that point in my life, I said, you know what? Mm -mm. No, (laughs) I've kind of been through. Yeah, this is not going to define me. And I'm going to survive this. Now, I wish I could say I was more secure in my skin in the early 20s. I wasn't. And uh, it was very difficult eating disorders. And, uh, but, you know, I always say therapy is like a 5,000 mile checkup. You just have to have it. And, (laughs) you know, and so, so when you and I met and discussed, we just accidentally found out. I don't even know if it was during my podcast that you and I have parallel lives. And yeah. how did you survive that? How, how have you recovered or have you, because we yeah. continue to recover. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I had nightmares and, and that continued probably eight, nine, 10 years, you know, post mm-hmm. divorce. Definitely. So I think one creating the distance and creating healthy boundaries you know, whether that means in this day and age, God, anybody can get a hold of you in any way, shape and form. Right. I think the the first thing for me was like, I knew how bad it was and I recognized how bad it was, but I hadn't told anybody. So I was living this life that looked, it appeared on the outside one way, but at home was totally different and terrifying. And yeah, I mean, I, yeah, experienced, I, I, I experienced it all. Yeah. So my mom came and lived with me during residency so that I could have consistent childcare for my son and counseling, psychiatry, you know, like the whole nine yards to kind of survive it and get over those anxiety attacks and, and, and nightmares and all the things to kind of move Fear. forward. And it's as I chose to move forward into, like, I remember I was meeting with an attorney as I was for something different related to, you know, setting up a professional association and, and reviewing my contract for my first attending job. And he said, you know, I hope this isn't out of line, but I just want to tell you that so often I see these cases of divorce just really turn people bitter and, and sour. And he said, you have such a brightness and a joy about you. And I just want you to hold on to that. <laughs> and yes. in that moment, I just thought, damn straight, I am not going to let this steal my joy and my trust in myself, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what I that's what I was missing. I did what didn't trust myself in those moments. I lived up to the obligation that I thought this is what you do next. We dated for seven mm-hmm. years, you know, regardless of the emotional just- abuse that you know escalated through the relationship after marriage. And so yeah, I think honoring yourself first is so key. Mm-hmm. So, so key. key. So key. And I, I'm so proud of my firsthand experiences with my daughter. I'm so proud of her. Oh my gosh. Just, you know, put yourself first and, yeah. and your yourself is key and knowing the signs and especially in a day and age when uh, it's tough. You're, you're meeting through social media and we certainly didn't have that back then, you know, but, right. uh, you know, but just so proud of these young women I've had on my show that just, ah, just like what, what happened 
where did we do the right thing? You and I, I'm older than you, but where did we go right in training our children and teaching our children to do the right thing and take care of themselves? Right? Right. Just so that they feel so much more empowered. Because I know that my mom and her mom were very disempowered women. And so owning my empowerment empowered my little sister who's seven years younger than me. And Mm -hmm. like seeing her go through dating and then deciding to get married. And that was so affirming to see that Mm -hmm. just by me taking that leap of faith, like walking in fear that I can stand on my own two feet and I can Mm -hmm. survive this divorce and my child will be okay despite this divorce. It empowered her. Mm-hmm. in her relationships to live her best life. And that certainly, you know, it's worth it to me. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yes. that, yeah, our younger generation does have a little more sense of that they they are, they have worth and they're entitled to their independence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. And it's just, you know, we have, again, women empowerment month. And it's just, it's amazing the women that I see. and. Uh, we are. I mean, it's just a great culture and it's a great world and it's a great time to be a woman. Yes. It's a fabulous <laughs> time to be a woman for sure. I was listening to what you said, you know, just learning from your mistakes. And I can't say that my mistakes, not my mistakes, but I didn't learn about myself. And I think you do have to know yourself and therapy. I am a huge, huge advocate yeah. of what, and, and you know, it, you, you don't always get it right with the first therapist, but you have to click and it works both ways. It's like, it's like a dating almost. But my second marriage, lovely man, fabulous man to this day, very dear friend of mine, which is my daughter's father. And I just, I think I was, I don't know where I was. I left and I was divorced for quite a while with my first husband. And let me all tell you, my second husband, I mean, what a fabulous man, but I wasn't ready. I was not ready. What I wasn't, I wasn't, I hadn't taken care of my mind and my heart and my soul before you jumped into the next relationship. Yeah. Yes. And yes, but you know what? I am so happy I had that marriage. I am, I feel horrible that I wasn't ready and it, and I, and I, I don't want to say the word fail, but we moved on. Yeah. But I had the most fabulous young woman. I had a baby girl and what she's taught me, mm-hmm. you know, she's parenting me now. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that works. But I think you and I were talking about not all marriages are created equal. Right. And although you can be the best of friends and, you know, and her, her dad and I were just good friends and, and that, and, but sometimes that's not enough, you know, especially when you're broken and I was broken from the first one. Now, that's a lot of excuses here, people. I mean, I'm saying, I'm not going to say <laughs> right, that's the, right. only, the only thing I did wrong. But, right. but, you know, just had a beautiful daughter and we co-parented for years and years and years. Like I said, she's almost 23 now. Yeah. But yeah, and you know, I, I was single for a very long time after that. And I said, I don't know if you ever said this. I said, I'm never doing it again. I will never do this again. I'm going to tell y'all, never say never, but I will (laughs) never do this again and hop along 10 years in advance, you know, move forward. And I was all about my career. And that's where someone asked me the other day on a podcast, each one of these things that you've done, oh my gosh, like um, chef, author, 
all these different things and fitness instructor, blah, blah, blah. I hadn't found my pad yet. I hadn't found it. And knowing yourself and loving yourself is the best news because Mm -hmm. it's almost like when I started loving myself, I met Greg and uh, Mm -hmm. wow, you know, I mean, I remember telling Greg, I said, I've I've had two marriages before. The first one, you know, he murdered someone. Isn't it great? And I was waiting for him to get up and leave. Yeah. Men get up and leave. Yeah. And um, they're like, that's too much baggage for me. I'm out. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what he said? He goes, well, I can top that. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, I can top that. What would you like to order? So, you know, he didn't give a rat's tail what my history was. Yeah. He was ready to take it on and my daughter and my family. And yeah. it was a blessing. And yeah. uh, I, you know, but I honestly say now, if something happened to Greg, it would not be that's not getting a divorce. I can tell you that, but it would, I don't know if I do it again. You know what I mean? I, that's yeah. where I am in my life. How about you? You're happily married. So because it's been so good this time around. Oh, so bad. <laughs> like you can't top it. He's, I can't top this. I can't top got it. it. I got it. Okay. You know, yeah. we have our issues. Remember you said post-menopause. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, so it's a going, work in progress. It's a work yes, in progress. it is a work in progress. Yes. And, but yeah. yes, we nailed it. Yeah. I think the Lord looked at Greg and I, because Greg is on his fourth marriage now and he says none of them was his fault. So, <laughs> so, so um, I think he and I both say, I think the Lord said, you know, let's just give him a break. And, uh, these are two fabulous people. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, it's been, it's, it's just great. I can't tell he's a big cheerleader. I mean, here he is, he's retired and he's ready to travel the world. Well, COVID did, took care of that, but yeah, travel the world. And he just, every day, I, you know how this is. You and I were talking before the show. Yeah. I just want to go, I quit. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. Oh. Yeah. But oh, do you yeah. wake up every morning excited about what you're doing? Like feel like there's, there's a purpose. I mission. Yeah, me too. Okay. I you do. asked me, what about me? I'm happily yes. married. Yes. But it was definitely a self-discovery journey. And so I went on my first international trip all alone. Good, met, good. Met some friends um, and I went to Israel and I was in a shrine praying. And, you know, I, I still was in that place of, I wanted a partner. I wanted to, you know, and I, because I felt like that was the thing that was, that was what was missing in my life. And I just, in that stillness and quiet, just felt this inner voice say, you have to love yourself first. Mm, And so that, that was kind of the beginning of my journey of I am enough as I am. And let's figure this out. Where do I go? What do I want to do? Um, And of course that was, uh, had a lot of bumps along the road with child custody and, you know, figuring out where I could actually take a job after residency. And it's interesting how things just happen as they should. Cause I went back to near my hometown to a rural health commitment and felt like I went kicking and screaming because I was a city girl. Now I had lived, I I really loved, you know, the everything about the city. And I thought I was a city girl forever. And so I went back to this rural community and I mean, it was wonderful. It was a place of healing for me, for my son, for family. Like it was just good. And I thought I'm never going to meet anybody here, but I traveled like no other by myself. I mean, tropical Island, here I come. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful. Um, Great advice. 
Yeah. I mean, it was good. Take myself for a massage, et cetera. I mean, just, um, really just loved on, on myself and loved, got comfortable being with myself. Right. Cause how many times do we buffer trying to avoid the feelings and the loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. Giving myself that time and space to really heal was key. And that's mm-hmm. when, um, I dated a little bit and felt like I was getting the runaround and decided that weekend, instead of flying to see this guy who I felt like I was getting the runaround from, I just said, screw it. I'm going to go to Austin yeah. for the weekend. And I ran into a friend who said, I've got a guy you need to meet. And I thought, okay, sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, great. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Uh, yeah. And it turned out, you know, months later, whenever I met him, it was, it was almost instant magic, you know, mm-hmm. and he's actually the guy that I wound up marrying and uh, You're so kidding. be grateful to Aaron for introducing us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. And y'all have children together. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's Raven so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Look at that. That uh, That's a love story. And that's a story of success for sure. <laughs> well, I think it's important for young girls, like especially women in general, when you're going through a divorce and what you feel like is utter failure and sadness and loneliness and all of those feelings that we have around divorce to know that you're not alone and to know that there mm-hmm. is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that there mm-hmm. is, there may be a better, brighter life on the other side that this experience has prepared you for, right? But you mm-hmm. have to do the work. Nobody's going to do the work for you. No, you do have to do the work. And the work is, I think I posted every night, I post a good night and then I do my good morning on my stories on Instagram. And um, last night I got a lot of engagement off of, you know, what self-care is. And it's not necessarily to go away to a spa for the weekend, um, but it may be getting eight hours of sleep or yes. it may be getting a bad, I mean, breaking up with a bad relationship, maybe that male or female, and just taking care of yourself yeah. and telling you that you're worthy, right? It's yeah. that self-talk, self-talk. And I did a podcast a few weeks ago and we were talking about self-talk because I don't think my self-talk has been very positive in my 57 years, but I'm learning to catch myself for sure, catch myself um, because our littles are watching. They're listening. Of course, you know that. I mean, yeah they're listening and watching. And so try to be that advocate for positive thinking and positive self-reflection. So, yeah, it's a process though. It's like, I, I don't do it. No, yeah. I'd be a I mean, Yeah. It's, I think it's micro habits, you know, like really that you may not be able to do it all at once. Right. But just catching yourself, I think is a daily practice mm-hmm. because our, I think the majority of our internal monologue is negative, but we get to choose what, <laughs> which yes, opinions we're right. going to hang on to, right? That's um, right. It's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. That's our true. brain likes to fixate on those, the negative, but if we like come back and say, well, what are the 10 things I did right today versus, you know, that one thing that we're beating ourselves up over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. This human experience. Well, our shared lived experiences, there's so much value in that so that other women know you are not alone and know that you can go, you can have a starter marriage. 
and you can come out the other end and like really live a full and beautiful life. And Tiffany, you definitely are, I mean, your resume speaks for itself and all the fabulous things that you are doing. I just appreciate you for joining us and being vulnerable and sharing your story today. Thank you so much. Well, I, I appreciate it too. And I just wish you the best of luck. I adore you. I appreciate you, what you're doing and, um, and women's health care and, and just you go girl. Thank you so much. Until next You're week. You're welcome. Be well. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health. Or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.